Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. One of the things that I just love so much about podcasting is how much you learn as the host. It's like, it's one of the coolest things ever. I mean, the networking value of podcasting by itself is is just incredible. But then it's like you get to talk to some of the smartest people in the world for free, right? I mean, it's, you know, you're there's an exchange, you're helping promote them and stuff. But it's like, I am blown away at how much I just constantly learn from our guests. And uh, this episode was certainly one of those I'm breaking down. This is the recap of the Eric Sue episode going solo for now and covering for AJ on this recap, a special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But man, it's just wild. And one of the things I love about personal branding, right, in this whole space is this is such an emerging space. It's like, it's fun. It's new. It's exciting. Things are changing. It's also difficult and frustrating because <laughs> there's there's so much to learn. And my top three takeaways from this episode are really important because they tie into something that has happened since I recorded this interview originally with Eric. Okay. So make sure you listen to the interview, of course, if you can, if you haven't, you know, we were talking about basically leveling up your paid traffic acquisition strategy. So in brand builders group speak, this is what we would you know typically call phase three, which is where we really create a lot of like scalable growth for a personal brand. And there's advantages and disadvantages to all different types of traffic. But with paid traffic, this is so important because here's what's great about paid traffic. Paid traffic is predictable. We divide traffic into three categories. There's free traffic, you know, SEO, email, social media, et cetera, et cetera. Then there is paid traffic, which is a lot of what we're talking about here, like buying ads and things like that. And then there's get paid traffic, which is our favorite type of traffic, because that's when you get paid to be put in front of an audience. And then you get to expose that audience to more people, which is like, you know, kind of the best of both worlds. But even in get paid traffic or free traffic, the bummer is they're not predictable, right? And so this is my first big point is you want predictable traffic, predictable traffic. And 
this is something that, you know, I think when people hear about traffic, you know, we think of like a lot of people wear it as a badge of honor. Like I've never, all my traffic is organic or I've built my entire following without paid ads, which is, which is cool. I mean, that's, that's cool. It's like, it's a cool thing to be proud of. That's the camp that I come from and was raised in and have had to operate by, frankly, for much of my career. And then realize, well, wait a minute, you know, I'm wearing that as a badge of honor, but is that holding me back because I'm not willing to invest in paid traffic? Because the only guaranteed type of traffic is paid traffic. And it is guaranteed. Like I can guarantee that I can get you more traffic. Now, whatever organic strategy I teach you, I'm not sure I can guarantee that brings you more traffic. And and even though we know a lot about get paid traffic, I think it's get paid traffic is some, you know, Brain Builders Group is some of the best in the world at helping you not only get in front of large audiences, but get get paid to also be in front of them. And especially over the long haul, over the course of time, if you follow the things that we teach, you're going to build your reputation and that's going to be an upward spiral that's going to get you in front of more things. And it, But it's not guaranteed. There's not, a, there's not a guarantee as to how fast or when. And paid traffic, it gives that to you in the form of a guarantee. And this is a big mindset shift that needs to happen for maturing personal brands. That's why we, you know, we cover it in our high traffic strategies event, which is our advanced like you know, marketing sales event, uh, digital marketing event, which we, we put in our phase three group of courses and curriculum. But, and this is the big, the big change is going, okay, well, even though it costs money, it is a, it's a lever that I can pull every day to force growth, to ensure awareness, to intentionally accelerate my business forward. And so that's why paid traffic is a good thing. And it's something that a lot of us don't think of it in that way. And it, maybe that's a mindset shift for you. And, and I would say again, for maturing brands, this is not something that we teach new brands. It's not something we encourage for new brands because we definitely wouldn't want you to do paid traffic until you've got all your other ducks in a row and all of your, your funnel streamlined and your dashboard set up and your brand positioning clear and a, and a well-optimized website. And you've got keyword targeting going on on your pages and you've got a content marketing strategy that is on you know running on autopilot like those are all the fundamentals that have to be in place first and then paid traffic boom is fuel on the fire but to get the most out of your paid traffic you got to have all that stuff set up first but once you get there then it's like yeah need to pull the trigger on this so predictable forms of traffic are super valuable and paid traffic is one of the best, if not the best form of predictable traffic. If you put money in the machine, it will send you more traffic, right? So that's, that is the mindset of predictable traffic, which is related very much to paid traffic. And listening to Eric talk, I think was just edifying and validating for, uh, you know, I think an area of, of growth for me personally and for our team company and where we're at, at Brand Builders Group. And we're, we're really getting to this point now, right? Like the, our company's been around for a few years. We're getting stuff underneath us and it's like, let's grow, Let, let's go, let's grow. Pay traffic, here we come. All right, the second big debrief, which I think is the, the core of this interview, is the importance and some of the tools around influencer marketing specifically. The reason this is in the debrief is because Eric shared two tools that we have not used, okay? So don't consider them vetted and officially recommended yet by Brand Builders Group, but we're looking into them. 
both because I mean, because Eric said it and because they involve paid traffic. Okay. So here's the tools. He said Mighty Scout, MightyScout.com, which is for influencer marketing research, and then Tube Sift. Tube Sift, like YouTube, but just Tube Sift, S I F T, TubeSift.com for YouTube advertising research. So, why am I pulling these out now? Well, this is because of a massive change that has happened recently with the newest iOS update. And this is going to sound a little bit technical. It is a little bit technical, and I don't fully do geek speak. But this is from what our team is telling us and what our clients are saying and the people we know that do speak geek speak. There's a massive thing that just happened that is going to affect the future of digital marketing in a big, big way in the immediate short term future and potentially long term. And that is this, that with the iOS update, they are now making people opt in to being tracked. So if you're on a mobile device, specifically iOS, okay, if you are using that operating system, right? So everybody with an iPhone, all generations, that when you're on a site, whether it's Facebook or it's YouTube or wherever else, you know, any other place that people run advertising, in the past, there's been, you know, this kind of invisible tracking going on behind the scenes that was basically reported in the, I don't know, whatever, probably in the terms and conditions. And so by by way of using this these various tools, you're consenting to having this happen. Well, for whatever reason, that has changed. And, and the iOS update is doing away with that, which means that now people have to opt in manually to allow themselves to be tracked. Well, the data point that I heard this morning, again, I don't, I don't have the source. This came from my, our internal team, right? But these are really smart people that we work with. They're saying that the up to as many as 60% of people here, these the people who have already had this change rolled out to them on iOS are disallowing themselves to be tracked, which makes sense, right? These are like when you go to the websites and it says, hey, a pop-up comes up and hey, we use cookies. Can we track you? Do you care? You know, and some numbers say, sure, I don't care. I don't even read it. Yes. But a number of people are waking up to this and going, no, I don't want to be tracked. Well, when that happens, it dramatically affects and radically breaks down the ad tracking that we're allowed to do using like cookies and UTMs and you know pixels and these these advanced terms that you hear of like passing through, which all point back to going, okay, when I'm spending advertising dollars, I'm tracking to where where are these buyers coming from exactly, letting like Facebook as an example run an algorithm to optimize to optimize my advertising spend to go find other people like the people who have bought. But if if the people who are buying are disallowing me from tracking them, then that disallows the informing to the Facebook algorithm that says, go find me more people like this person, which is, this is potentially huge and you need to be aware of this, right? So, you know, consider yourself in the know for, you know, listening to this podcast and nobody knows exactly what's going to happen. But from what I'm hearing and gathering, this is a really big deal and potentially a scary deal for people who depend a lot on paid, paid traffic. So, what does this have to do with influencer marketing? Well, the reason that this matters is because as it becomes less easy to track the effectiveness at a granular level of, let's say, like a Facebook ad, 
it increases the value of spending money and advertising through an influencer, a specific person. Why? Because we know we can track every single thing that comes through that one link. Like I give one link to an influencer, I pay them, they post it, and everything that comes from that is trackable. It's measurable. We know it came from that person. It, we may not know about the, the 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 end user data, but we know that all of the traffic came through that link. Well, that is really interesting because it allows us to determine more more naturally and more clearly the ROI versus some of these other tools like dumping money into Facebook or, or into YouTube or Google Ads. That it's it's going to be harder and harder to track exactly where they saw the ad and and who and you know how effective it is so that places a premium value on running ads through an influencer because i can track for sure how well that is performing i paid someone to promote this link they shared this link and either it worked or it didn't which is just interesting because it kind of means that advertising dollars may flow in that direction. This is a this is a potential trend that's coming. It's not here yet, but this is the kind of thing. And it's good that you're listening to the podcast, right? And it's one of the reasons I host the, sh- the podcast is I'm I'm interviewing people like Eric, who are very out there in the front of like the technical, you know, in the technical world, seeing all these things coming, and going, whoa, how do we prepare ourselves? Because this potentially alters the strategy. And the big thing you need to know now is going, hmm, I need to really start looking at influencer marketing and going, I need to find people that I can pay to just do a post for me. There's a lot less red tape. It's a lot you know, straight, more straightforward, but you got to find the people. How do you find the people? Well, you could spend all day searching around online for them, of course, and you're going to go after the, all the big ones that everybody else sees, or you can, and, or you can use these tools like Mighty Scout and tube sifts. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But I guess just to share with you, this is on my radar. This is something that as the interim CMO for Brand Builders Group, this is something that we're watching closely. We're paying attention and we're going, you know what? I think we need to wake up to to influencer marketing and, and start looking at going, we may end up spending our advertising budget with influencers rather than just dumping money into Facebook here in the near future. And we're going to be possibly looking at tools like, you know, these ones, Mighty Scout, et cetera, that have been mentioned to help us find those people. So that's important. And then the last takeaway, you know, just real quick was he shared the four forms of leverage by Naval Ravikant, who is like a, you know, world-renowned early investor into several, you know, big companies and things, Uber, Foursquare, Twitter, Postmates, things like that. So he's he's kind of recognizes a very, very one of the smartest people in the world, I guess you would say. And he talks about the four types of leverage, labor, capital, code, and media. So labor is hiring people to do stuff for us. Capital is investing your money. Code is, you know, writing a code for a process and then and then media. Well, it reminded me very much of the focus funnel that we talked about all the way back in 2015, right? So if you look at the focus funnel from procrastinating on purpose or from uh, the How to Multiply Time, my TED Talk, it's eliminate, automate, delegate. Well, automate is basically code. Anything you can create a process for today multiplies your time in the future because the process is doing it tomorrow. Code is one example of automation. There are other examples. There can be manual processes and checklists and and workbooks and training manuals. Those we would all consider those forms of automate, even though they're not code or technology. But 
it's really powerful to hear somebody like Naval talk about this and go, wow, if he's thinking that way, we're really on the right track with the concept of multiplying time. And then with labor, which we call delegate, right, which is that it's 80% done right by someone else is always better than 100% done right by you. Why? Because it multiplies your time. It means they're doing it instead of you doing it, which gives you margin to do something else without compromising the thing getting done. That is a form of leverage. He calls it labor. We call it delegate. Capital money is one that we've all been aware of, right? It's just, you know, compounding interest. Let your money work for you. When your money starts making money while you sleep, that is a form of leverage. And then I think the new one, which I hadn't woken up to so clearly until Eric said this, even though he's quoting Naval, I hope I'm saying that name right, Naval. I, I don't actually follow him, but I might now, <laughs> um, is media. Which is interesting, right? Because, you know, I've described uh, and I've heard I've heard this described with money that when you invest a dollar, it's like basically hiring an employee and then that employee is working if, if when they're invested to make you, you more money. Right. So that person's out there working. Well, media is the same thing. If I post a video on YouTube or I create a podcast episode, that is now an asset that is out there working. It's a form of multiplication. You multiply time by spending time on things today that give you more time tomorrow. So I'm building an asset right in this very moment, recording this, that somebody could be listening to years down the road, drawing value from, and they're just meeting me for the first time, but I'm leveraging an asset that I created, you know, today infinitely into the future, indefinitely in the future. That is super duper powerful. And then I would say another one that it made me think of is relationships. Relationships are multipliers. Why? Because as I develop relationships with people, okay, so this is like a new form of, of multiplication, not in the focus funnel and not something that Naval talks about. But as I started thinking about this more, relationships are a multiplier. Why? Because if I have a relationship with somebody, and that person starts to multiply. That person's influence grows. Now, all of a sudden, as that person's influence grows, mine grows too because of my connection to them. So this is where it's like you have to pour into relationships. You have to serve people and help people, which you should be doing anyways. But if you if you can't do it for like being a, a good person, you should also realize, wow, that there is actual amazing exponential value in these relationships. So... Keep pouring into people, keep serving them, keep coming back here. We're, we're doing our very best to create consolidated ideas, tactics, strategies, and wisdom to help you multiply your message. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time on The Influential Personal Brand. That's all we've got for this episode of The Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free lifetime access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into 
podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we will get you set up with free lifetime access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation.